Blog Talk Radio. It won't happen to us because it's happening right now through us. Come on, sing with me. Welcome to America Meditating. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and I hope the top of the morning finds you doing very well. It is with great pleasure that today we will be interviewing Brother Joseph, and he's got an incredible story that he'll be sharing with us today, so we're looking very forward to that. Well, as you know, the America Meditating show features stories on a variety of issues, but mostly on how we're overcoming our own dark night of the soul and moving into the power and the quality of life and human existence. Today I had a very nice meeting with a producer at a television network, and we were just having a casual meeting about the work that we've been doing in meditation and spirituality in Washington, D.C., and she shared a very unique story which I wanted to pass on to all of you. She was talking about a friend of hers that she had connected with after a while. And actually, there was a disconnect from she and a very good friend for a long time. And actually, she values her friendships a lot. And somehow, they kind of strayed away. And her friend reached out to her to tell her that she had cancer, but she was doing well, and the doctor said she was fine. Within a few weeks prior to the passing of her friend... Um, there were scenes in which she would be driving, like she was driving with her stepmother, who also was grappling with cancer, and there was a stray dog that just, whoop, went in front of her car, and some lady picked up the dog and took it to a shelter. And a few days later, um, she's driving on the 295, which is a highway, and there's a little chihuahua on the side of the highway, and she was so compelled to want to stop and pick up the puppy, and then it went, whoop. But anyhow, she turned back, and she tried to find this puppy, but couldn't. A few days later, her friend passed away. She went to the funeral, and her husband met with her perhaps for about 30 seconds. And he was saying, I'm so glad you showed up. I wasn't sure if I would be able to get everyone, but thank you so much. And... I want you to know that I would love for you and I to go shopping for a puppy because, as you know, she loved dogs. And she was like, what was that about? And I think these are some of the mystical things and mystical mystical moments that we encounter in our lives and try to find some sort of a meaning 
and understanding as to what it all means. And Brother Joseph would be someone who will definitely be able to share about his experience of how he left his body and came back, the near-death experience in 2005, and we'll have him on the show to talk more about that. But in the meanwhile, I wanted to do something special for today's show. I wanted us to just pause a little bit and hold some moments of meditation as we listen to one of my latest releases called Letting Go, which is on this cdbaby.com site. But if you'd like to get a copy of the CD, feel free to click on Sister Jenna Off to Work and it should come up. So let's just take just a few minutes and pause a little. Om Shanti The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate but even while I walk and move around I can be in a meditative awareness which is awareness of the soul the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name 
gender role title religion nationality or even a language ask yourself how do you feel at this moment So that was the letting go meditation in which we are learning to become comfortable with the original essence and the original quality of our souls. I'm very happy to welcome Brother Gary Joseph is a vowed brother of the Catholic Order and is the founder of The Servants of the Father of Mercy. He authored a book entitled Proof of the Afterlife and the conversation continues. Although books of private revelation do not need to receive approval from the Catholic Church, Joseph's book has received wide acclaim from leaders in the Catholic Church, including thank you notes from the Archbishop Emeritus of the Archdiocese of L.A. He has appeared on local and national television programs, including the Catholic Television Network. Recounting his near-death experience in 2005 and the encounters that have continued weekly ever since, the book shares his message of hope and certainty that there is something after death, and it's filled with love. Let us get this special person on the line. Hello, brother. Welcome to America Meditating. I'm so happy you could join us. Hello, my dear sister. Thank you so much for having myself on today. It's it's a real, real joy to be with you. Well, you know, Antonia has not stopped talking about you and... She's just like, you've got to talk to Brother Joseph. You know, he understands this afterlife thing. And I said, okay. <laughs> but I, more than, more than anything else, I think she was more touched by how the church has embraced you. But also in her research, she was touched by your ability to sense that there's a difference between God as an energy and Christ as an energy. But before we go into all of that, how are you? How's your day going so far? Well, it's it's been fantastic, actually. Um, just, uh, I loved your introduction today, just uh, the emptiness that we are called uh, to have. And, and, of course, little things like I've my car's been in repair for three months, my computer died yesterday, and what a great, great feeling it is to become empty uh, and to experience loss. I mean, it's it's a great cleansing. I bet it is, especially in L.A., but you know what I had realized many years ago? 
things are on loan to us anyway, so I guess there might be a new laptop or a new car waiting for you somewhere. <laughs> that would be wonderful, well, too. But Tell us a little bit about um, what happened to you. What? Where were you in life in 2005? What was going on? I can't wait to hear it. It was uh, an interesting time in my life. I had been... 20, 25 years as a business consultant for universities and hotels and airlines. And um, I had come to the point in my career in writing and consulting that I just was burnt out. Uh, I also had been burnt out from my family drama. My dad uh, had died in 2003. It was now 2005. And he had refused to, to reconcile uh, with us as uh, children. We tried and tried. So I was pondering a lot of things at this point in my life. And then I found out that um, for about eight, ten years, uh, it escaped the doctors that I had a large tumor in my throat. And uh, finally, um, an intern accidentally nailed it by reviewing the case uh, after they dismissed me from the hospital in, in the spring of 05, an intern um, at uh, UCLA Medical School just accidentally pulled my file and uh, and found where they went wrong in diagnosing. So I had the surgery in August of 05, and then by September 26th, going into the morning of the 27th, uh, the doctors in hindsight felt that I had uh, because I had half the thyroid removed, they thought that maybe my heart attack and my arrhythmia was caused by the other half of the thyroid that was left behind kind of healing and, and adjusting because it went, my heart went from zero to a hundred in about one or two seconds. Uh, and so the, the thyroid hormones just really overloaded. And uh, and I had really had no chance to really think about dying, or even to call nine one one. Right. Wow. And what happened after that? How did the experience? I mean, what actually happened? You felt what? What I what I what I noticed uh, initially, even before the heart arrhythmia started, maybe a few seconds before, is. I noticed, because it was about 1.15 in the morning, there was like this really heavy, overpowering presence that even made me look around as if somebody was in the room. Um, so that started even a few seconds before the heart attack. And and now in hindsight, I I assumed that that really heavy presence of God uh, that I was beginning to feel is probably something that he affords the person um, even seconds before he knows that their their death is imminent. Um, so that carried through through the heart attack, that really heavy presence. Uh, it's it's big. It's just, it's just overwhelming. Of course, the first time I went through it like that, as we all what I assume is we don't know what's happening to us so because it's our first time identifying that kind of direct uh, encounter with with God. So I didn't know what was happening, but after uh, I collapsed on the floor, 
when my body went silent and the heart went silent and it quit pounding and that's when I floated outside the body and I was able to see myself laying on the floor. And that's when I began to get a real sense uh, that that this was it, that I had died. And did you feel scared or you felt liberated? Uh, initially, I, I, I had no fear. Initially, I... Um, I went direct from uh, watching the body of myself lay on the floor. Uh, I was high in the room at the ceiling level. And then uh, the next thing that quickly happened in a split second is I was before a gray, a huge gray screen, almost like a scrim on a stage. And uh, there were uh, very powerful, um, radiant bursts of of just piercing light that the screen could not contain what was on the other side. Like every time the the screen would heal from the burst of of laser light coming through, it would try to heal itself, and then then the light would burst through another part of the screen. So I was blinded. I was standing there in front of the screen. Uh, thinking to myself who is this on the other side and and he's whoever it is it's just overwhelming big 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 and so I had all these thoughts of being overwhelmed uh, not in a bad way but uh, in a good way and uh, mm-hmm. and then that's when he spoke to me um, he said that he was uh, the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and uh, he talks kind of through uh, thoughts. He, I didn't really hear a voice. He kind of talks uh, uh, telepathic. Yeah, and, yeah I uh, can understand. Oh, I'm sorry. I can understand that. Continue, please. Yeah, so I, um, as I stood there in front of the screen, um, I got a sense that the screen was actually my friend, and it was preventing uh, this enormous, uh, powerful light that was bursting through from just uh, consuming me and, and me becoming a part and consumed by it. So I, I was kind of grateful that the screen was there, and, and I knew in my heart that that it was that that he was on the on the other side protecting me. He had my best interest in mind. And um, I started to say glory to God in the highest and peace to your people on earth. I don't know why I picked those words. Um, In hindsight, those were the words that the angels uh, said uh, when the poor shepherds uh, heard about the birth of Christ. Um, The shepherds, I guess, had heard that. So I don't know why I picked those words, but that's what I said. (laughs) And I kept... I kept saying it over and over and over, and uh, and then I kind of shut up, and he started to talk in a flood, like a flood of waters. Um, instead of him talking in a in a linear way, the way we talk and we build sentences, he talked to me more the way you would take a dry sponge and put it under a spigot, and it would just become consumed and filled instantly with the water. Yeah, um, I, 
totally understand that, brother. Very really. Yeah, I... it's this, it's this, it's this crazy like, like sponge effect. That's just yeah. Um, do you do you remember that movie called Ghost? Yes. Yes. Hey, did you remember when Patrick Swayze, when those thugs had taken his life and then that light, sort of a subtle astral light of his body left his gross body? That was like what you saw and what you experienced. Yeah. And do you remember how, because he wanted to protect Demi Moore, which was his wife, he kind of stayed around and he would do things that were subtle from his mind and when he felt that it was safe now, he saw that light of God pulling him up, and at the end yeah. of the, the yeah, at the end of it, he says, "You know what? We take love with us, so it never leaves you." And you know, it touches me even to share that with you because yeah. in your book, you said that you gained a greater sense of mercy and compassion, and I'd love for you to touch on that as we, you know, close off our show on that because I feel. What we're missing in the story is that the human soul is love, and if we do maintain this link to God, to that light that you saw, that supreme energy that whispered in your mind, that that love will consume us and we'll be able to do the right things here, then it's really easy for the soul to go home when it's ready. Yes. So... Could you tell us more about that sense of mercy and compassion that you gained from this experience? I think uh, you're exactly right, because when I came back uh, exactly 30 minutes later, the heart attack on the DVD clock, it started at 1.15. So when I returned at a quarter to two in the morning, uh, I was so overwhelmed by this this cleansing and this experience uh, of being with God that I had no idea that in the weeks and the months to come that I would become personally uh, overwhelmed with, okay, kind of like what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 6. He says, woe is me, I have seen God and, and lived. Uh, and I had that kind of woe is me feeling, not in a bad way, but in a good way, because I was just a human person with all my own problems and weaknesses, and yet I got to meet this God of pure love, pure mercy, pure compassion, and I felt loved for who I am, exactly the way I am, that he, he just loved me, in spite of all my my warts mm. and problems and weaknesses, and I was overwhelmed by that, and it kind of called me to in turn and in return to now go out and be kind and merciful to others and so, in the weeks and the years and the months afterwards i'll be at Walgreens or I'll be at bond and I'll be in public and and all I do is one little simple thing that I find natural, like just to pick up somebody's cart or grocery or, or let them go first or things that now come natural for me that did not come before. And people just comment, they're like, 
are you okay? You just look different, you know. And and people began to realize that that something had had affected me or changed my life. And these were complete strangers that that saw it. And basically, it's a rewiring of mercy and compassion um, after being in that light, really. Yeah, you know, I had an experience like that in India. I was just telling Antonia that I was so nervous. Uh, There I was in Mount Abu, India, at the Brahma Kumari's headquarters. And... um, I was sitting in this hall with the sense that, you know, sitting on the mountaintop waiting to meet God, and we called God in the Brahma Kumari's Baba. And all of this, all these emotions, like all the things that I did against my value systems, that that emerged in me. And when God's light entered the space, the room entered my mind, he basically said, I don't care what you have done and who you are. I love you as you are. But I know that you care about your issues and you want help to remove your attachment to your past negativities. Wow. And so I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you by reminding you every day that you are a soul. Your natural nature is peace and purity. You've come from me in the world of light, and you will go back to me, but you must break your attachments to illusions. And when that went into me decades ago, that's the reason why I'm still here today on the path of service. Um, Brother Joseph, I want to keep talking to you. Um, In closure of our show, because we've actually are running this as a special for the weekends. We usually do our shows for 15 minutes, but we're doing yours for 30. What is the main message or lesson learned that you wish to share with our listeners? The, the main message is is probably twofold. The first is uh, we're all God's children is, is what he wants us to know, uh, whether we're black, uh, white, uh, uh, Jewish, Catholic, Protestant, uh, atheist, every one of us, is, he loves us. We're, we are his children. And um, secondly, that uh, he wants to welcome into the light uh, all people who are merciful and compassionate and kind. Uh, it's not just that a Jewish person has a corner uh, going to heaven or a Catholic person. He wants us to know that that all the children, that heaven is made up of, of compassionate, kind, forgiving people. And if we are willing to live that way in this life, that we have this wonderful, peaceful um, eternity ahead of us uh, living um, with each other and uh, with God, but uh, if we're powerful, if we love power, if we love control, if we love manipulation, if we love retribution and getting even with others, um, if we love gossip and we love um, slander, uh, these powerful tools of the earth is what prevents us 
from sharing eternity in the light uh, with him. Right. Right. And basically, it's 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 a call to mercy, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, humility in this lifetime, um, because the other qualities, the negative qualities that I just described, um, those are the anti-qualities of eternity in the light. They're the they're the darkness. They're the antithesis. And people who participate in those terrible negative qualities, they don't realize what damage that they're doing to their soul when they hate uh, gay people, when they hate black people, when they hate a son or a daughter because they didn't get married to the person they wanted to, when they cannot forgive their husband for cheating, when they cannot forgive their wife for not cooking dinner five nights a week. When we gain all this, this terrible... Uh, negativity and hate in this lifetime, people don't realize that all of that stacks up and it alienates us from an eternity in peace and in the light. Right. Brother Gary Joseph, you've been amazing. You know, um, an acronym that I use in many of my talks, uh, which I call ALGE, anger, lust, greed, attachment and ego. Yeah. The root cause of all of our suffering and to really hold anyone uh to heart when they mess up is basically to stop breathing, I feel. You suffocate yeah. yourself if you can't forgive someone for their fees. Um please yeah. tell us how our listeners can get a hold of you, uh get a copy of your book and let's do this again soon, shall we? Oh, yes, and I have lots of stories, visitations from angels and visitations from the other side. I have lots to share that people will be inspired by these these merciful and kind events. And I, I hope that people will pick up this first edition. It's only going to be out uh, for about another nine months or so. And then we're, we're, we're going to publish the second edition, which has more stories in it. It's called Proof of the Afterlife. And it's it's at Barnes & Noble and uh, Amazon, pretty much everywhere. And um, they can get it also at our website, proofoftheafterlife.com. And it's the only near-death experience book where 100% of the proceeds go to the poor and the homeless. Uh, I have the vow of poverty. I don't take any money from my experience on the other side. I I just didn't feel right uh, that the experience was a gift, so I should not uh, personally profit from it. So all of the money from the book goes direct you giving the homeless food and water and clothes. Mm, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining our show, Brother Joseph, and we not only wish you many exceptional afterlives, but we wish you an exceptional current life. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Same to you. So that was Brother Joseph Gary, you could sense that, or Brother Gary Joseph, you can sense just in his whole life experience, um, this is real. This is a real story, and 
um, we're definitely going to have him here at some point because when we teach the Raj Yoga meditation, it's really to remind everyone that there is something that happens after here and the quality of kindness and love and virtues and peace that we bring into our, to our relationships. These are the things that God says, if you act and use these qualities in your day-to-day life, you won't even need me because you'll be just like me. My fellow brothers and sisters, have a lovely day, and please make this life the best one that you possibly can.